Hello everyone, Carter here, bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass, presented by Nolan Consulting Group, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop their teams, and build sustainable growth so that business operations don't run solely through them. We want to get business owners out of the hourglass. On today's episode, we have three senior NCG coaches talking about the cascading planning process. More to come on that shortly from Molly. Thanks for listening, and as always, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show. Welcome to 2021. We're excited that 2020 is gone and that 2021 is finally here. As we all go about this first week in January, we found it important to highlight components of our cascading planning process, also known as the CPP. For those unfamiliar, the CPP is our cycle of planning activities that produce guiding documents for vision achievement at all levels in an organization. Every employee has a line of sight to the vision. It is a systematic approach that creates organizational alignment, employee engagement, and exponentially increases a company's chances of achieving the vision. In a brief flyover of the CPP, some of the main points we'll hit on today include the CPP summary, also known as the one-page business plan, the CPP meeting activity schedule, and the budget questionnaire, which is used to create your annual budget. Many of our clients will have worked on these components during your business planning sessions, both with their coach and with their teams. We've decided to keep it forefront right now, especially in this first week of the new year, as a reminder of the why you go through the process and as a driver to incorporate the CPP in the year ahead. Remember, you do your business planning in the fourth quarter, but the full CPP, the full planning process, happens all year round. The quarterly meetings, the weekly meetings, the OTB meetings, also known as on the business meetings, sales meetings, IDPs, they're happening all the time. The conversations that you'll hear today are taken directly from a CPP webinar we hosted for Summit members in the fourth quarter of 2020. You will hear us mention some interactions with the audience, some references to planning documents, but overall, you will hear our coach's commitment to the process. To learn more about the cascading planning process, including how to see the CPP diagram and 90-day planning documents that we reference on this episode, check out our website under resources and documents and tools. These documents will give you a glimpse at the systems that we use. Our clients who adopt these processes have successfully added structure to their weeks, months, quarters, and year by understanding the needs of the business and when and where to focus at each point in time. This discipline gives you freedom. With that, I will kick it off to our NCG coaches, Brian Nolan, Catherine Freeman, and Andrew Amrine to lead the CPP flyover. My goal in, in 10 minutes, that's all they give me these days, um, is to try and impart the importance of making the CPP a core function in your company. A core function is something that happens over and over again as part of uh, daily work. There are four words that I, that I, that I think about around planning. Um, the first one is cadence. The word cadence, like when you know how you say certain words, it like means so much. So cadence to me means rhythm. It's running, it's biking, it's over and over again. It's a natural cadence. 
The, the second word is cascading. Um, and we have the cascading planning process, but cascading is a waterfall, right? Um, one of my first CEOs 30 years ago, I'm in the audience and I, I actually helped the CEO plan his talk. He talked about the importance of a line of sight. And you've heard me say this before. When you have every employee have a line of sight to your vision, you start to get engagement. And so that's the cascading part. So, th so, so think of that. Am I cascading the message down? Does the vision have an annual plan? Does the annual plan have a 90-day plan? And does the 90-day plan have an individual development plan for my people? Do I have IDPs that force engagement to that vision? Uh, and that's our goal here. The third word is deliberate. I love that word. It's in my calendar. I would dream of missing it. Uh, it's the end of the quarter. Of course, we're doing our quality review, right, Catherine? We would, never, we would miss that. Um, and the fourth word, which may be an overword used these days, is pivot. Um, uh, the pivot is the, it's the awareness of the downhill skier uh, to uh, pivot during the year in the uh, event of changes. Lord knows we've done a lot, a lot of that this year. Uh, but that's the management team, and that's the ability to learn to be really good at processing issues. And the CPP is meant to allow room to do that. This is our third year. So, so it's 17 years in business for us. This is our third year officially formalizing the CPP, um, where every month has planning processes, and Catherine will show that. Um, and I'm... I'm proud of our planning process inside of Nolan Consulting now because we for the past couple years we've really formalized the role of the visionary and the integrator. Um, I have finally warmly accepted my role and I love it and Catherine takes on the role as the integrator. So what do I own? I own um, the strategic intent, and I own the vision of the, of the business, and Catherine owns the core function of planning. Catherine owns that. I make sure there's a vision, she makes sure we meet, and has an agenda. So as a, as a CEO, there's a one page or that I wanna have near and dear to me all, all the time. And it's a summary. Yeah, it's like, it's the one page business plan. It's so like the ultimate down of what we focus on, the core purpose. I mean, I was just clear, our, our purpose is to get leaders out of the hourglass. That's pretty simple. That's, that's, a, that's a very clear purpose. The values, you guys know us, you know nothing's more important than the values because you can't implement anything unless the culture is ripe and the values are the critical piece of your culture. Your target, customer, us as contractors, your, your promise, your, your long-term BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal, that's 10 years out. Where are we headed? Uh, then your three-year vision. So um, that is your one to two-page document that is uh, crystal clear. This would be a summary of that. The annual theme, it's funny. Our, our annual theme started this year, this year, last January, as extreme focus. Huh. Who would have thought it would be like uh, control chaos, <laughs> uh, control controllables. Um, and then of course, the uh, performance indicators that you need, the revenue and the big rocks. Um, 
if the big rocks aren't the main, the main focus, you're working in the sand. So know what they are, then we'll break them down. And the next really important page, this also is a one pager, is the 90 day plan. Well, let's show that. Um, I want to see a poll, how many people use a 90 day plan uh, on a regular basis. I'm thinking we're going to get um, a little better result here. Um, this is the nine day plan, it's a one pager. Uh, it's got your dashboard up top, the issues, and then your main projects that you're working on. Um, results are coming in. Results are coming in. All right, yes. Yeah, so I thought so. We're, get, we're getting much better use here. Good. Because if, if you were to pick any tool, uh, this would be the one that I would focus on. Because it's like everybody's rowing the same way. You know, if achievement is happiness, then the 90 day plan is happiness. Because it's the discipline of the rock and it defines winning. It defines what done looks like. Um, if this is not something we hope to get to, it's something we get to. So that's really key. Um, and the next thing I'm, I'm gonna talk about before passing it on to Catherine is the infamous OTB meeting, which is finally getting some um, more frequent use as a term. OTB, on the business, on the business meeting, not an in the business meeting, not a scheduling meeting, not an invoicing meeting. Uh, it is a on the business meeting where uh, there, there's a set agenda. And the first thing we do in, in, in a quick five minutes is we look at the dashboard or the uh, scorecard. If we're off at all, that becomes an issue. Then we look at the big rocks. Are, are, are we on target? If we're off target in any, that becomes an issue. And then we become very good at processing issues. And as a leader, we become very good at making decisions and communicating those decisions out. When you get that OTB going on a regular basis, you never veer too far off the highway that, that goes there. You know, my, my brother, Kevin, often looks like a genius, uh, but the genius is in the discipline. That's the genius. The genius is in doing what you say you're going to do. And the OTB ensures the genius that you continue doing what you do. Um, so that, you know, that's really all they had me do here because I'm just a visionary here, right? So I'm going to be kicked off and, and my integrator is Catherine, takes her job very seriously. She's up next. Um, Catherine, the ball is yours. I don't know if I take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> be serious no that's not true and, and actually I, I take it very seriously it's something that i that i am stressed about i i remember years ago when brian when i first was working in the call center and brian said to me something that i've now heard years since uh share the insomnia he was so glad that i had come into work one day and i hadn't slept the night before because finally somebody was sharing the insomnia um and that's really what an integrator does is some an integrator is taking the, the stresses and worries and concerns and daily pieces of the puzzle and pulling them all together. Looking at the integrator role, uh, an integrator is all about execution. They are about cadence, that word cadence. They're about consistency. Uh, they're resilient and adaptable, which is of course one of our values. Uh, I think they're also pretty good at self-management and that's a time span 
question. So when you're looking at this CPP process and looking to have it work within the framework of your business, we don't really recommend that as a business owner, you are the sole owner of this. And size definitely comes into play. You know, you're, you're a smaller business and you don't yet have somebody or a, a number two in the in a role that you can assign them, you, you might be occupying this integrator role for the time being. But, but it's about getting it off of your plate and onto somebody else's plate so that you can do the things that Brian is talking about, the, the visionary work, the, the focusing on what it is that we're going to be looking at two years from now or four years from now. Um, leave the day-to-day -to, -day to somebody else and ensure that they've got the tools that they need in order to get the day-to-day -day done. What's a great tool? Great tool is going to be this cascading planning process. Um, one of the things I wanted to point out is that this is, a, this is crunch time here, right? We are in the third quarter of our year, which means that as businesses, we're focusing on wrapping up, uh, perhaps we're beginning to wage that war on winter. We are looking at our a profitability so that we can have the right conversations with our uh, tax preparers. Um, there's a lot of detail going into a year-end wrap-up, but it's also now is the time to be focusing on 2021. I, I've joked on a number of my coaching calls this week and last week that in my opinion, 2020 is over. It's over. We are all about 2021 right now. And so what is it that you are doing to prepare for 2021 so the calendar doesn't roll over and you wake up and say, oh, I wonder what my revenue target is going to be, or really, what, what, is, what are we going to be focusing on as far as big rocks are concerned? So October begins that. Uh, we're looking at collecting information in order to prepare for annual planning meetings. We're looking at the summary of our 90-day plans and what did we accomplish we're looking at those same summaries and considering what we didn't accomplish, because let's be real, in this year, COVID got in the way. Maybe there were things that need to get put into next year's planning. So we're, we're looking at all of that. Um, um, I would start with the CPP checklist as a, as a starting point. Um, not only is it a, a a check of the discipline that you have within the organization and yourself on the CPP, uh, but it also can serve to highlight those areas where you need to spend a little bit more time. So I'm, I'm thinking, you know, in number two, we've got agendas set prior to all regular CPP meetings. You know, are you disciplined about agendas or do you put a meeting on the calendar and then just make the meeting happen and then show up and chaos reigns? Um, that's, that's a, a, an analysis piece for you. Um, number three, is the management team healthy and aligned? Do you engage in good, good conflict? Can you engage in good conflict and then leave the room uh, knowing that you're gonna be all on the same page with the message that you're sending to your team? Um, the org chart, is your org chart complete? So I, I, would, I would encourage you to pull up this checklist uh, before you begin your planning process and do some quick self-analysis. Give it to the people on your management team if you're large enough for that. See where they stand so that you can adequately prepare yourself for planning. So Brian mentioned this is our third full year of using this as a planning process. Uh, one of the things that 
this represents is all of the planning that you should be doing during the course of the entire year. So we're spending time talking about this now because as I said, it's third quarter, it's fourth quarter, we're, we're wrapping up this year. We need to get our ducks in order for the wrap up, but we're also planning for 2021. So this, if you are looking at this wheel here, you'll see that there's a lot of activities occurring during this last period of the year. But make no mistake, this is something that I would encourage you to print up and have on your wall. Um, access it digitally if you're, if you're a paper-free zone. But use it as a guiding tool to help you pinpoint where you should be in your planning process for the year. Every single piece of this has a role. Uh, and if you're looking at the numeric key, you'll see here that the annual planning meetings, number one, they're going to happen during three months of the year. That's a November, December, and January timeframe. So you'll see that, and then you'll know when you're planning for next year, when those meetings should occur. Uh, I think that this can be enormously powerful as a guiding tool for you in the business so that you are not feeling um, as if you don't have control over planning. Print this up and automatically you have that control. Um, there are a number of other meetings in here. Um, I'm gonna be getting to the individual development plan in a moment. Certainly there are on the business meetings that need to be happening in uh, a regular fashion. Um, but I wanna take a minute and talk about that on the business agenda. So um, Brian mentioned that earlier, right? Are you having regular on the business meetings with your team or key members of your team? Um, I, I, I know that the business that we're, the businesses that we're in have immediate needs that need to be dealt with every day, but you're doing yourself and your business a disservice if you are not pulling back at least once a month and actually focusing on the larger picture. And I know that getting into the discipline of this process can be difficult. Um, and I think, you know, we've been engaged in morning huddles with Steve. Steve's mentioned that, you know, he's, he's gone from once a month to once every other week to once a week to back to a, 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 a less, less often schedule. Be a little flexible with it and the needs that you have in the business. Certainly something like COVID might increase your need to have these kinds of conversations. Um, but be deliberate about your agenda. So you're going through your successes and challenges. You're looking at your dashboard. You're doing your big rocks review, as Brian mentioned. Really gets you and your management team in the moment of where are we going as a business and where are we going together instead of, you know, John called out sick and Mary's having problems and, you know, she, she we need to fire her, what, whatever, you know, those are the details. Let's pull, let's pull out of the details and focus on where the business is going. You know, I think the, um, on the business meeting is, um, as I mentioned before, it's, it's about the discipline of getting into the habit of it. Um, this is where an integrator also plays a pretty significant role. Assigning the responsibility to somebody other than yourself as a business owner to both run and facilitate the meeting so that you can check yourself against the agenda or the business can be checked against the agenda. So 
you're deep in a conversation about what big rocks are going to be and you start going down the rabbit hole of solving a scheduling problem, an integrator can really pull you back out. Um, that isn't to say an integrator is the only person who can do that. Andrew's really, really good at pulling us out of at rabbit holes at times, but it's, it's the um, discipline of knowing that there is a function to this meeting and you stay within the function of the meeting and the details, they'll get dealt with. They get put in a parking lot. They get captured on a Google Doc. They go into somebody's notebook. They make it into a Google Calendar agenda. Uh, whatever the case may be, you're focusing on your business as a whole. Going back to that blueprint, if we could for a moment, um, I, I do want to take a second and talk about uh, one of the meetings that uh, I think we are not as disciplined around having as um, a series of businesses, and that's the one-on-one -on -one conversations with your team. Um, so we're not talking about having a one-on-one -on -one with everybody in the organization every single month and getting a pulse of what's going on. But are you having one-on-one -on -one meetings with your key players to understand where they are? Do they have the tools necessary to do the job? Have you given them an assignment and can you use this opportunity to check on what that long-term assignment is? Um, do they understand it? Are they asking the right questions of their direct reports? Are they having good conversations with their people? Um, that one-on-one -on -one meeting, which is your number seven, see that number seven all the way on the interior of the wheel, that's your opportunity to be informed as a business owner with, with the intricacies of your business. I think sometimes we get trapped in that, I'm going to the scheduling meeting, I know what's happening. I know what's happening. I, I sit in on the sales meeting every once in a while, I know what's happening. Um, but having one-on-one -on -one conversations with your direct reports is gonna give you some very keen insight into uh, what is happening in the business. Um, of course, one, one great way to have these meetings is to be making sure that you're working on some individual development plans with those key players. So we hear regularly, um, I'm, not I'm not convinced that my employees are where they need to be in order to sustain the growth that we have. Um, and I, I think that there's a very fine line between saying, okay, no, they're not, and we need to hire an expert or we need to hire somebody who is going to be going with us in that growth pattern. And also recognizing that maybe as a leader, you've, you've dropped the ball. You know, what, what are you doing as an owner, as a leader in your business to ensure that the people that you've got have what it takes to go to the next level? Now, some people are not gonna make it, got to be okay if somebody isn't where we want them to be or has different aspirations. It's got to be okay. Um, I think Brian's mentioned a couple of times in the past how, you know, Amanda, everybody, or some people might remember Amanda, you know, Amanda, we sat down with Amanda a couple of years ago to see where it was that she wanted to go within the organization and her goals and aspirations didn't align with where we were going as a business, that there were things that she wanted to do that we were years away from being able to accommodate her with. And there were things that we needed out of her that she didn't want to be involved in at all. Um, and so by sitting down with her and having a conversation, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? We could come to the place where it was clear that this wasn't the right fit for her. 
Um, and then as an organization, we can support her in finding the, the job of her dreams um, instead of it instead of it being a workload issue when she comes in and gives her two weeks notice and we've got things falling by the wayside, we've got some measure of control. Um, but I think there's also that piece of it where we are then understanding where our team is and how we can get them to that next level. So um, we've got an IDP uh, that is a part of the, um, the components of an IDP are pretty simple. Um, we've got a personal aim and vision. We want to look at somebody's developmental areas of their top, their top five responsibilities. We would recommend a personal SWOT, um, big rocks for somebody throughout the course of the year, key result areas, uh, what current goals are, any books and courses that we might recommend, and then of course, a personal IDP plan. Um, being able to sit down with this one document and look at somebody and where they want to go and what their aspirations are is gold. Um, as a management team, you're doing this with your direct reports. You find out that somebody wants to save enough money to buy a house, or you find out that somebody has dreams of being a bookkeeper, or you know, you you then know. It's gold, like I said, it's like gold about your team and you can make then strategic decisions about your organizational chart. You can make decisions about who's gonna get moved where. Um, it also helps, as I mentioned before with Amanda, what if somebody isn't in the right role? Now you've got an opportunity to do the right hiring in order to fill that position. It's the part that everybody's been waiting for, which is numbers. It's everybody's favorite. So we start taking all these abstract concepts and we got to turn them into concrete realities. Uh, Molly, I'm also happy to interrupt this visionary integrator love fest going on right now. Uh, you know, there are other the floor roles. Is yours, my friend. The floor there, is yours. The, there are other roles uh, in the, uh, on the management team. I, I like to be uh, the, the mad scientist. Uh, other roles, you know, also exist, but mad scientists, we, we get to, uh, we get to drive the visionary and the integrator crazy uh, with our constant ideas. Um, we, to, to dovetail something Catherine said earlier, yes, we create good conflict and then we leave the room. That's, that's what, we, uh, what we enjoy. You, yeah, you VIs go take care of it. Uh, so th there's, there's lots of roles though. Uh, the culture cop, Connell is the culture cop for Nolan Painting, lots of roles. Okay, so our focus for this section uh, as I mentioned, is bringing concepts uh, down into concrete realities and, and mapping these things out. Of course, more tools, the angle I'm gonna take, more tools to continue including or begin including your team in the planning process. Our, our core purpose, something you'll, you'll see in the CPP um, process documents, our core purpose, certainly getting owners and getting leaders out of the hourglass. Sheldon Stewart uh, at Stewart Painting played a big part in actually helping us develop it early on and, and really formalizing the process. And he commented to me actually earlier today uh, that this year for the first time really implementing this the, or continuing to implement this process, it was a pathway towards the whole team accepting 
the plan, as opposed to the battle royale that it usually is. I'll, I'll come back to that. The first step is to prepare yourself. Give yourself the time to step back and think about yourself, what your goals are for the business. And we've created a document. Hopefully, some of you have seen this many times. Uh, we are already starting to get some back. Stepping through a list of questions that will help you think through getting concrete goals in place. Putting your own thoughts in order. Possibly thinking of some things that you were overlooking or, or maybe had taken a back seat, bringing some th things back to the front burner in your process as you grow. Does that mean the entire questionnaire speaks to where you're at? Well, it, it's, it's a questionnaire we've developed over time, and so it speaks to the most amount of people. There may be some things in here maybe that your company or you or your company, you feel like you aren't ready for, but I, I would encourage you to first prepare yourself uh, in the direction you want to head and be thinking, there's, there's got to be somebody, even, even the smallest companies. I, I think of, I'll highlight Parker Smith, who came to us at 300,000, maybe in revenue. Webfoot Painting, who came to us uh, with about that 300,000 in revenue. Uh, probably one of my favorite stories is when Travis and Gavin emailed us and said they, they have more profit this year than they had revenue when they started. That, that's an amazing thing. And a major part of that was including other people in the process. We, we get some pushback in the, in the outside world um, around, why do you guys always talk about growth and revenue, growth and revenue? Growth means a lot of things. Let me be clear. In, in this instance, we're talking about revenue growth because I'm the, I'm the numbers guy. That's what I, what I come back to. But you'll see the budget questionnaire. It isn't just about revenue growth. Where do you want your team to grow? And we'll cap it off there. Thank you to Andrew, Brian, and Catherine for giving us a brief flyover of the CPP. Where do you want your team to go? Once you figure that out, make sure that they know it. Cascade it down so that the plan and vision flow through all parts of your organization. Everyone should be in tune, aware of the goals and priorities for the coming months. A reminder to learn more about the CPP, including how to see the diagram and 90 day day plan documents we reference. Check out our website under resources, documents, and tools. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd like to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.